All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Uh, today we have our first College Coast uh, guest on the show, Drew Gibson, uh, who's just finished his first year at Navy. Um, he had also been at Augusta previously and at Wofford, um, played at Wofford. I uh, know Drew for a while is a really good guy, um, young coach that's uh, on the rise. Drew, how's everything going? Everything's solid, man. How's everything for you? I can't complain. Uh, just being patient, um, hoping to get done with all this coronavirus stuff soon. You staying out the way? Yeah, trying to. They about to open Atlanta up tomorrow, so. Yeah, I guess. What you gonna do? You gonna get out? You gonna? I'm gonna. I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna see what everyone else does first, and then and then decide. Stay out the way and stay healthy, man. Exactly. Um. So we'll have a lot of you know Atlanta, Georgia listeners around here probably um you know aren't too familiar with you or maybe Navy a little bit. So maybe uh give some of your background information about where you've been um throughout your career. Uh, where you're at now? Um, born and raised in Los Angeles, played college basketball at uh, Wofford College, four years for Mike Young, who's a head coach at uh, Virginia Tech now. Um, uh, all conference a couple of years, was the, you know, leading assist guy when I left, steals guy when I left. So I had a solid playing career, played overseas a few years, um, Slovakia. Uh, Germany, Portugal, Iceland, and then uh, got into coaching. Um, started back at Wofford under under Coach Young. Um, worked for him for three years uh, as ops. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, after after three years there, I, I, was, I spent two years at Augusta University as assistant for uh, Coach Dipmetris. Coached there two years, got to a Sweet 16, Division II Sweet 16, won the Peach Belt, and then got an opportunity to come up to, to Navy. So this is this was my first season at, at Navy, as you said. So that's kind of been my journey so far. Sure. Um, so you just you touched a little bit on your playing career. You know, you had a really good career at Wofford, you know, 1,000 point, 500 assist guy, um, you know, over 200 steals and played overseas a little bit. Do you think um, once you decided to get into coaching, do you think – what do you think from your playing career helped you as you transitioned into coaching? Um, I, I, I was a point guard, so like you, you're always been told as a point guard you're going to be the coach on the floor. So you always kind of mm-hmm. took a cerebral approach, approach to things on how to build a team, how how to win a game. Um, so that that part of it, and then just being able to relate to players um, and relate to people more so than players. Um, that that has been a major part of my um, development as a coach is just getting players to understand what a coach wants, like what a head coach wants, what an assistant coach wants, or what a professor wants out of you at, at a certain time. So yeah, being able to relate that um, and those those have been the main things that have helped me. Mm-hmm. So you've been at you've been at a few different spots, like you said early on in your coaching career. You know, director of ops at Wofford, then Division Two assistant. At a, you know, really good Division Two school. Now you're at a Patriot League high academic Division One assistant. Um, how do you think um, you know those different roles that you've been in have helped you? Um, have there been any like challenges or anything that's you know you've really gained experience and felt like you've grown from being in those situations? Well, every every place has its challenges, no matter you know where you are whether it's location or academic standards or facilities and different things like that. Yeah. Um, I think you learn how to work around those challenges and work through them. Um, 
I'm just thinking like Division Two, like a place like Augusta, we're we're recruiting guys that are Division One caliber players, um, and they they think they're Division One caliber players. So it's kind of hard to, um, I guess, have them settle in their mind that, yeah. that they're going to a Division Two. But um, you you got to look for those type of players, and then when you go to like the academies. Like you're talking Army West Point and Army West Point and us Navy and Air Force, like your academic standards are high. And then you have the military aspect of you got to find guys that are willing to, you know, dedicate five years of their life to the country and and understanding what that means. Um, And then be good basketball players at the same time. So it's like Mm -hmm. that. that Like before I came here, like you understand that it's military. And that is a challenge in recruiting. But then, <laughs> like, once you get into, like, the the details of, like, kids can't have allergies, kids can't take certain, like, medicines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, All types asthma. Of Anybody has asthma, you're going to get checked. Like, you got to go through the the rigors in finding kids that fit the profile, the, the perfect profile for the academy first. And then, you know, they're good basketball players as well. And then how that fit into your team and what you need. So sure. that's the challenge. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, you know, you were at Wofford uh, with Coach Young and um, at, at Augusta with Coach uh, Dip, and you you have only been at um, Navy for a year. But um, what, how, what was it like, uh, you know, working with and under, you know, experienced, well-respected coaches like Coach Young and um, Coach Mitris? Uh, how do you think that really helped you um, grow and be ready for you know, being well, an assistant at Navy now? They're good people, for one. Um, yeah. And then with with uh, Coach DeCellis, who I work for now, he's he's he falls right in line with that. They're they're great people. Yeah. Um, they don't lie. That's that's the number one thing I can say about all three oh, yeah. of those guys. Mm-hmm. They they do not lie. They tell they tell what they think and and how it is in in their mind, and you know where they stand. So like that's all you can ask for out of a person i think is um yeah for one is just not lying um and then they 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 give their all to their team they're they're you know player coaches in a sense like um they're looking to to put their players in the best um the best environment to grow and the best and give them advantages in, in, in different aspects whether it's academics or on court so that's where they all kind of you know they're all kind of the same. And I've been lucky to be with those, these three guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with Wofford, Wofford's in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Gus is in Augusta, Georgia, you know, in the same region pretty much. And now you're at Navy, you know, a little bit further away in Annapolis. Um, how's the adjustment been uh, at Navy? Like, how do you think your first year there went overall? Um, how, how do you feel about your situation there? What do you like? And um, what do you like about it? Um. I mean, I'm working with great people and the kids, like, we don't have to worry about our kids doing anything wrong. They're, they're, they're great kids. You know, they're going to be studying, um, uh, practicing basketball, doing some kind of military stuff. You know where they're going to be. Um, yeah. As far as the adjustment, I mean, it, it hasn't really been an adjustment as far as like the basketball part. Like you just learn what, you know, your coach wants and then you, you go in, you all in with that. Um, great kids so they they you know they're listening there they're all ears and, and, and what you got to say 
Um, it is a little colder up here, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> no, but it's not bad. It's it's it probably snowed twice and it's a little windy because we're on the water. But in the summer is is very nice. In the spring is very nice. Fall is very nice. It's just, you know, January, February gets a little chilly uh, here and there. But um, and then there's you know different quirks like that. Our kids' time is a uh, very very valuable. Like a place like Wofford or even, or Augusta, like you're, a full load for a kid is like 15 hours, you know? Wow. Uh, 15, 16 hours at, at the academy, that's that's very, very light. Like we're talking mm-hmm. 18 to 21 hours of, um, of classes and it's structured in a way that they're going from point A to point B to C, D, all the way down to Z. And wow. that's how they do it every day. So that, that was an adjustment of like, all right, hey, we got to lock in when, when we're with these kids. Or, like, even some days, like, these kids are going to be tired. Like, they, they, they might have woken up at, you know, 6 in the morning to take a, to take a final, and we have a game that day. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's different, but it, it's a challenge, but it's doable. Like, our guys come out better at the end of the day. So, Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot of seem, – it seems like unique aspects of um, service – academy that are challenging but also you know rewarding at the same time which a lot of high school kids probably don't look at about how that can help them you know 20 30 years down the road instead of just you know the four years they're in college Um, oh yeah Mm -hmm. so we're in a you know really unique time right now with this whole coronavirus stuff um What's your, uh, you know, daily life been like? What are your habits like now? How have you had to, you know, adapt and adjust? I know everyone talks about, you know, Zoom meetings for recruiting and, you know, other virtual ways, but what else has uh, changed for you? Well, this was the time that we were looking forward the most because we had a young team last year, the spring mm-hmm. development. So, yeah. like, we're, we feel like we're, we could be missing out on, you know, valuable time of trying to get our guys better. Um, so we we just been trying to develop different ways of staying in contact with our guys and and um, you know just figuring out little things that they can get better at on their own so we don't have to address those those things when they come. Um, recruiting wise, I mean it's it's pretty much the same. I mean, uh, if you were, we recruit nationally, so yeah, I mean, we're not going to be able to see a lot of kids anyway um, in person. Um, until, you know, until, like, AAU lets out. But as far yeah, as, yeah. Uh, like, staying on the phone, Zoom meetings, um, and constantly texting kids and, and keeping them engaged and, and trying to, you know, develop content that, that you know, shows off our campus, shows off our program, and, and lets them know what we're about. Those are some of the things we, like, constantly doing. But really just, I mean, we all have it's, – it's too much time where you can't really focus on – you, you can't sit here and talk about school and basketball the whole time because, like, that's only a certain amount of your day. Like, so, you know, you just connect. I think I've, I've connected with a lot more kids this way, too. Yeah. We're talking about, like, what movies are you streaming? Like, what, are you, what shows <laughs> are you watching? Like, little, little things like that. And it kind of uh, lets them know that you're a normal person <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know? No, definitely. You can relate to them, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I haven't been up to Annapolis, but everyone talks about, you know, how nice your campus is, how great it is. Have you guys tried to implement any of those, you know, virtual visits that people have been doing? Or do you have, you know, something already kind of set up with that? Have you, well, you know, come up with anything new? 
Well, part of it was, well, all right, so all this happens and you know, like to be honest, like the, we, we're waiting until it gets a little sunny <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to start, you know, <laughs> doing these tours or whatever. Uh, like the weather's not bad. We're talking 50s, 60s right now. Um, but uh, we were talking about the we're going to put together like a virtual tour where you can see our facilities and, and, and walk around campus. And we got a couple of different ideas that we're going to do. We just didn't just like, we have so much time on our hands that we think, oh man, we're, we're, we're lagging behind. We got to catch up. And it's like, well, it's, it's April, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we have a long time to go until the fall when, you know, decisions need to be made. Like, so of course. instead of, you know, being a rush to do things, I think we want to, we're sitting, sitting back and trying to focus on doing it right and making it, making it really, really good and really memorable. So, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So the new transfer, um, you know, rule or exception, the one time exception thing, it seems like that's going to get passed. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with different, you know, coaches from low to mid major schools about that. Um, have you thought about that some? How do you think that'll impact you guys? Um, what's um, your opinion on that? I don't, it, it could impact, like if it could impact this. I'm like, let's not, you know, be foolish and say it won't, but like it's already kind of like a built in in a, in a way because like if you're doing well at the, at one of the academies, like somebody's going to be like reaching out to try to get you in, in, in one way or another so yeah and and if you like say you have a solid year like what you don't have a, a good year you have a good year basketball wise but like you just don't like the, the military aspect of it like we're already dealing with that so okay yeah like it's something we're already dealing with i don't know how much of a change um that's that new transfer rule will cause us um sure yeah. we i mean we recruit we recruit a lot we recruit nationally we we and, and we do our um, due diligence in trying to figure out the right kid that that, that sure. can do well here, that that will thrive here, that will appreciate being here more so than you know just being a good basketball player or a good student. Like, do they appreciate the opportunity and what what the um, United States Navy can do for for them? Of course. So, yeah. Got to find those kids. I mean, you're never gonna get a hundred percent turnover most years, but like. Hey, we work towards that and we do our due diligence and trying to make sure we have the right kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I've had some of these conversations with you and, you know, other coaches a lot before when, you know, we're sitting on the baseline of tournaments, you know, making jokes about things or whatever. Um, what are some things from coming from a college coach that you'd like to see change, you know, within travel basketball coming from either, you know, the travel programs, the coaches or the players themselves that, you know, things that kind of turn you off as a coach or, you know, maybe some things you would like to see more of, um, you know, whether that be on the court, off the court, social media, whatever, how guys promote their players, any aspects like that? Um, like for us, like at the Academy, like if your kid is in high academic, like don't like push yeah. them towards us. Like that's mm -hmm. something that. Uh, immediate yeah. that's done with. Yeah, yeah. You're going to mess up our relationship. <laughs> I'm gonna look at you a certain way when I tell you like high academic kid. We need high academic kids, and you give me a kid with like a 2.8, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's we can't get them into our school. Like it's a waste of time. Like there yeah. is no there is no give um, <laughs> with the United States Navy. So like <laughs> like they gotta reach certain standards 
and yeah, like, oh, you can just get them. And like, no, nah, it doesn't work like that. Um, um, as far as, you know, um, kids on social media, I mean, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's funny, like the, <laughs> the offers and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I've kind of decide, been able to decipher, you know, what's a real offer and what's not, um, if it makes yeah, sense yeah. or not. So, I mean, kids are proud of, of, of things they're getting, like they truly get an offer and they, they want to promote it. Like, I mean, congrats. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. As far as like, other than, other than that, I don't, maybe a little bit more structure in the basketball games, like one play some every now and then, or especially like when you're trying to evaluate a point guard, you want to know if he can get get you into offense. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you got a big throw in the post though, but I mean, that's, you'll find it's been going on for, for years now. So you'll be able to find out, um, find the players and somebody's always going to complain about something. So like, I don't really look at, you know, adjusting too many things. I thought last year's recruiting schedule was pretty good, honestly. Maybe add one more week at AAU. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I thought everything new was was pretty cool, like the academies and the high school and the high school stuff. Yeah, like I know there were there are a lot of complaints. Um, you know, with the academy just as soon as they announced it, and then people were kind of you know stuck in that mindset once we were there. But me and you were both in Houston. Um, you know, of course, you can't expect too much the first year or something, but I thought it was good to, you know, be able to see a bunch of different guys in that setting, and I'm sure they'll make adjustments to it this year if that's yeah. able to happen. Yeah, they were making adjustments day by day. <laughs> uh-huh. And that was really good. Like, the second session was much better yes. than the first session. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's to me, it's like minor tweaks of uh, just being um, – I guess letting letting you know what people are doing and where, like staying on schedule with certain things. Yeah, but as yeah, far as yeah. like what they actually did, I thought there was value in ninety percent of the things that I saw out there. I thought so too, but yeah, um, with all this downtime, I think that you know travel programs and coaches should be thinking about some of those things you just talked about to make sure if you know we're able to play in July or whenever that they come out with their teams and best you know position to impress coaches and not, you know, leave a, a bad taste in any of their mouths. Right. Um, so building off of that a little bit, what advice um, as a college coach would you have to players that what they should be doing during this time to either improve their game, stay ready, or help themselves uh, recruiting-wise since they aren't able to be seen right now? Well, for one, um, I mean, student-athlete first, so you got you got to – make sure your grades are on point because like I don't care how good you are if you don't have the grades you you just can't get into college there's just a college basketball player means the person goes to college so if you can't get into college you can't <laughs> play basketball it's like that, that simple um and then two just be in the best shape like I think like you know if you don't have a park to play in or a gym to go to which is it's kind of hard you know work on your ball handling um work on your passing, but just be in the best shape you can be in. Like, everybody should be in great shape. You should be able to run, and you have so much time on your hands. You, you got to get a couple workouts in a day. Um, yeah. One may maybe being skill-oriented, and then the other being physical where you're you, – yeah, we can't go to gyms, but you always do push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, um, run, um, sprints. All that stuff is, is, is helpful and, and will make you a better player. Um, cause everybody's going through the same thing. So 
if you if you like lean into that and, and and really dive in and getting better at those aspects, at least you you've taken care of that. At least you look look like you've done something and not been sitting around all day. Yeah. So a little bit more to that. Um, when you when you guys have you know freshmen coming in, um, you know other than you know their skill skill or you know physicality. Um, what do you think, you know, what stands out to you that separates, you know, some of the freshmen that aren't going to play um, from the ones that might get playing time early on? Um, what type of, you know, different specific things do you guys look for? Well, there, to me, the main thing that keeps freshmen from playing is, I mean, experience for one, but like not yeah. being able to pick up what the, the, a coaching staff wants. Sure. And, wanting, and maybe maybe also like doing it, wanting to do things your way because it worked for you in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I had, I had a conversation with a kid, one of our freshmen this year, and we were talking about, you know, playing time and all that. And I said, what position do you want to play? And he said, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I'm, a, I'm a two, I'm a three, two, three. I'm like, no, nah, that's the wrong answer. You, you want to be on the court. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Yes. Like numbers, numbers that. don't really matter. Like at the end yeah. of the day, like you you want to be on the court because, like if you're if you're if you're playing the the quote unquote four right and you're a mm-hmm. guard, well if you can guard a four, yeah, they they probably can't guard you. You have an advantage. So don't look at numbers like well, I'm I'm playing a four or I'm setting screens. Like no, nah, you gotta there there's advantages on how you look at things. So you get out your own way and try to figure out a way to get on the court, be productive. It doesn't have to be scoring. It doesn't even have to be like stuff that is um in the statute. Man. Yes. Can yes. you get deflections? Can you set screens? Do you box out? Do you stay in front of your man every single time? <laughs> like that is mm-hmm. stuff that, that shows that you're reliable and you can be trusted. And then the only way for you to gain more playing time is to just be out there in general and produce. So like you do those little things, you're going to, your two minutes is going to turn into five. And then in that five minutes, you can leak out and get a layup. And now you got two points. And now your five minutes turns into 10 the next game. And all. And yep. So, you got to yeah. just keep building off it because, you know, it, it takes a while for, you know, those young guys to build trust. But I, I love that point you made about, you know, that's the wrong answer. You just want to be on the court, not a sp- yeah, specific position. That happened to me when I was a freshman in college. You know, I came in, you know, I'm, I'm a guard naturally, but our team lost some big men. And I was one of the best rebounders on the team. So I had, I was forced to like play the four and I was upset about it, but I was like, you know, okay, I want to be out there still. So I got to adjust. And then sophomore year I was playing point guard. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. You just got to adapt to whatever your coach um, asked for, whatever the situation calls for. So that's, that's something that's a, a really good uh, aspect to think about. Yeah. Um, all right. So last question I have for you um, if I'm a high school player right now or any high school players listening, um, why should I come to Navy? What what makes Navy a great place to to come? Well, uh, Navy is a, is a great place because it can set you up for life. There's so many different routes and so many different um, avenues of going, and, and you're you're gonna be put in a, in a in a position to follow first, but then lead. Like it's a leadership based academy. Like we're trying to build the, the leaders of tomorrow. Now that could be you know, a governor, a president, somebody, an admiral in the United States Navy, or it could just be somebody who, who runs a Fortune five, uh, F- Fortune 500 company. Um, like, yeah, you're going to have, um, when you come to the Navy, you're guaranteed um, 
I don't say it, I don't want to throw out a, a fake number, but you're guaranteed about sixty to seventy thousand dollar a year job when you come out when yeah. you graduate from the academy. So mm-hmm. and then that goes up every year. Definitely. Um, yep. Um, and then with that you got you know, it's a five-year commitment, but what do you go to school for? You go to school to get a degree so you can get a job or be in some kind of field. So, like, that is kind of like, the, I don't say it's already in place for you. You just got to figure out whatever route you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, will you will you be in harm's way? Not necessarily. Like, if you want to be a Navy SEAL and be on the front lines, then that's up to you. You can you can pick that. Yeah. Like, you look at Navy as like a corporation. You know, corporations need managers. You got to manage different, different, um, different parts of the Navy. You got to have accountants. You got to have doctors. We, we got to have so many different things. Um, and the academy can prepare you for that. Working in the Navy, and then when you get out the Navy, you're talking five years. You're making close to six figures, if not six figures. And then you're gonna have a decision to make where where you're gonna say, well. Am I going to get out of the Navy working this good job or am I going to get in a Fortune 500 company and make, um, you know, a certain amount of money and, and be, you know, live a different lifestyle? So it's all on you. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Like we had guest speaker. We had a Zoom call last Sunday and we had two two guys that one, they graduated together, but one is about to get out. And he's talking about being a financial um, advisor for NBA agency. Like, that's his dream. So he's trying to put himself in position to wow. do that. Um, and then the other is like, man, I'm about to stay in. I work four to five hours a day. I'm making six figures. Why Why would I do something else? It's, I just got off the golf course. So, like, you figure out <laughs> what you want. And with the Navy, man, you're going to be living in good places like San Diego, Hawaii. Oh, Florida, yeah. Like, places where there's water. So there's that, too. And then you just got to figure out your route, like ask questions and, and, you know, we'll put you on who that can answer though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good play. And then the coaching, like basketball wise, coaching staff is a one, man, all solid dudes, all, all guys that are, you know, normal down to earth people and, um, they want to, they want to win and, and play basketball. So like that part of it too, like you won't be around, you won't be around any knuckleheads. You'll be around, very, very um, strong-minded and and goal-oriented um, people that are that are looking to make a, a very, very good life for themselves. That's good to that's hear. Not just, and that's just not basketball. That's everybody in the academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that'll do it. Um, is there anything uh, you want to end end us with? Any anything you want listeners to leave leave with here? No, just be out. Be on the lookout for uh, Navy basketball in your area. We, like we said, we won't be down there in Georgia looking for um, a few recruits. Um, mm-hmm. No, like you got any questions? Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I am at Coach Drew Gibson on Twitter. My email is gibsond at usna.edu. Um, and then yeah, we just get in contact and try to figure things out, man. Um, yeah, go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Um, Drew, I appreciate uh, you coming on. I hope all you players and everyone else listen to this and take something from it. Um, and like you said, be on the lookout for Navy. They recruit Georgia hard, so hopefully you guys will be ready when, whenever we can get back to action. Yep, yes, sir. All right, thank you.